Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, how are you today? It has been a long day for me. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I did not get a lot of sleep over the weekend, and I think I slept maybe 12 hours last night, so I, I'm feeling pretty good. You got the extra hour, though. I'm well rested. That's where I got that extra hour. I mean, that's how I reached 12 hours. <laughs> I'm a, a master at sleeping. <laughs> you have conquered it? Yeah, I'm great. I can sleep anywhere, anytime, for any length of time. It's uh, I'm, I'm a great sleeper. It's one of my best skills. <laughs> I would argue your only good one. I don't know. I think I have another skill, too, Tyler, because... If you recall, you were talking a lot of shit in the middle of the last week about our matchup on our Fancy Basketball Listener League because it was the epic matchup between Mike and Tyler, week three. Uh, Tyler, did, did you see, like, were you able to, because I was sleeping a lot, were you able to see who maybe pulled pulled it out there? Like, I think you were ahead by a point or something last time, I remember, but did you see who happened to, to pull it out last week? Hey, fair play to you, Mike. You dominated me. John Wall, the last day, did not did not help a brother out with his shoulder injury. But uh, I wasted a pickup for the week on Rajon Rondo, which also hurt me. But, hey, it's it's a long game. I'm trying to win the whole thing, not win this week. So you got the win on me. I'll give it to you. I'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to win the whole thing, too, and I'm doing a pretty damn good job of it being in first place still. Uh, two very key pickups. After uh, you're tied though now, my yeah. my week put moved you into a tie. So I mean, I must have done something right. Hey, I won six to three. I'll take a six to three win any week. Uh, that is fine with me. I'll after give a you... shout out to the listeners though. Everybody's pretty tightly packed in this bad boy. Yeah, we only I really I... got two guys all the way in the basement. I completely agree. It's it's so far been a very uh, I think competitive league, even the guys in last place, um, they have 19 losses. That's, you know, three bad, you know, two bad weeks, really not, not even three bad weeks. Like those are, those are, that isn't great, but it's not like they're getting smoked eight to one every week. I'm with you there. I mean, it's it's been, it's been fun. So listeners uh, who are in our league, uh, I'm up, I'm playing uh, trust the prospects. This week, and it looks like you're playing uh, Heladonna. What is this word? Who is this guy? He's in fourth place. Heladonica? I don't Heladonica, know. Heladonica. I want this guy to tweet me um, some trash talk because I feel like he's a he's a mad trash talker with that name. His his name is uh, according to his Yahoo profile. His name is Jerry. And um, if anybody watches Rick and Morty, uh, there's a lot of Jerry's out there, and this might be one of them. I feel like he should tweet me some trash talk. I'm I'm still going with it. Tweet me some trash talk, bro. Dang it. That was me talking trash about Jerry. I'm not even playing him this week. <laughs> Poor Jerry. Trust the prospects taking you out, Mike. I'm calling it. Upset. He's up 7-2 uh, already. <laughs> so it looks like I'm going to have to maneuver my way like I did last time when you were uh, up by a point. Some very key uh, pickups with, uh, believe it or not, Mario Chalmers and uh, – Jaron Grant, 
put me over in the assist category. So respect it, to those two. Isn't that funny how even in like a standard league, some of the, let's say, not great players can push you over the line? <laughs> yeah, it's it's sure you would you want to pick up um a pretty decent player off your waiver to stream, right? But if they're not going to provide you with the stats that you actually need to win, then you're, you're really picking up dead weight. Like if you, if you pick up someone who's going to smoke their way through rebounds and you're already winning rebounds by, you know, 200, there's no reason to pick that guy up. Even if he is the better than Mario Chalmers. I'm with you there. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta know your personnel out there. And you got and you got a plan for your week. So it's another week. We're entering week four. And um there's a, a little bit of news floating around out there in the NBA. It's been another good week of NBA play. LeBron James is uh, putting the Cavaliers on his back, even though he's always putting the Cavaliers on his back. Uh this time he really he's got to carry a lot of dead weight. And um He's been balling out of his mind. So that's that's been pretty entertaining for people who picked LeBron James, especially if you picked him over Kawhi Leonard. They lost to the Hawks, though, Mike. To the Hawks. That is brutal. I don't wow. think the Bulls lost to the Hawks. They just have no defense. I mean, it's just... I mean, can LeBron even can LeBron play a guard all five men? That's the question, right? Like someone's got to learn step up and play some defense on that team. And I really don't see them making it super far in the playoffs unless they make some sort of trade and get a defender. They need someone who can guard somebody. Yeah, there, there's definitely a need for a trade. The thing is, is like I don't know what what are they going to trade? They've already traded away most of their major assets. They've traded away their a lot of their draft picks to keep LeBron happy. I know they got this pick from Boston, but the whole point of of that pick is to you know safeguard LeBron leaving. Which who's going to blame him for leaving if they get knocked out of the by Giannis and the and the Bucks in the second round? Yeah, and I mean it'll be interesting to see what what they decide is is worth parting with and. I don't know. I feel like sometimes they make a trade that you're kind of like scratching your head. Like how did they get Kyle Koiver for that terrible second round pick? Who's going to be like the last pick in the draft or, you know, fill in the blank. Well, speaking of trade rumors, one of the man, I I don't even have anything good to insult this guy with. Um, The third pick from the 2015 NBA draft, Jaleel Okafer, just ride in the pine in Philly and he wants out. And uh, I read a article before the season, before the season started. And I think the headline was the bulls are going to trade for Julio Okafor, aren't they? That's, that was literally the headline. I was like, no, no, we're not that stupid. That actually might be uh, a possibility. Julio Okafor going to the bulls, I'm not sure what his playing time would be there, but let's let's just say hypothetically, no matter what team he goes to, he's going to be a starter and he's going to play 30 minutes. Are you interested in, in Jaleel Okafor in a standard league fantasy? Well, here's what's crazy about it, right? Since the Sixers declined that option, Mike, so we, we discussed this one other time about the declining the options thing. So any team that trades for him now, the most they can pay him is $6.2 million next year. Ooh, interesting. 
Financial okay. champs. You know the Bulls love that. So, and he basically has the right to be a restricted free agent, or a or not a chairman unrestricted free agent. So I don't see any reason really to trade for Jalil Okafor unless you can somehow lock him up to a long term contract. Obviously, next year would have to be six point two million, and then, I mean, you probably have to pay him more after that. Um, I've seen this guy play a lot, right? In that that very first rookie year with Philly. I mean, he's going to shoot a good percentage and a not great free throw percentage, but not terrible. But, I mean, he's going to score and maybe get you a block a game if he plays 30 minutes and seven rebounds and no steals and a pretty high turnovers for a big man. It's like, I mean, is he worth it if he's playing 30 minutes? Yeah, probably on a team that needs points and some rebounds and a block a game, but I wouldn't be chomping at the bit to get him. Especially now, right? He's played one game so far this year. That's it. He's only played in one game. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. You would you would hope that he's been actually working on his game, even though he is not playing. But like, not playing does doesn't help you become a better player. Like the, the the people who get better are the people who are, you know, out on the court playing against actual NBA talent. Uh, and Jaleel Okafor, like you said, he scores. He doesn't do too much else. That um, rookie year, he you know scored a bunch, got good rebounds. He doesn't shoot threes. I don't think that's part of his game at all right now. Uh, the block a game, right? Uh, shooting fifty percent. He's all not a good free throw his... shooter. He doesn't get steals. He doesn't get assists. You're, you're right on track with the fact that like, why would that be any different? All of the shots in the games that I've played are like floaters or he just posts up, backs the dude down, gets to the rim. And he's crafty in there. He's crafty in the paint. But I can name probably on one hand, and I've seen most of the Sixers game in his tenure there, can probably name on one hand the jumpers I can recall him hitting. Well, he's got mellow syndrome. You give him the ball and the ball stops. And people stop playing and they stop and they're not interested in the offense. I think even though the NBA, NBA has completely passed Julio Okafor by, they like he's just not a big man of the future. He can't play defense. He's not super athletic, but he can score. He still has an ability to score, and he has a really good ability to score down low. I see him still having a decent NBA career because he's so young and, and still has the ability to work on his game, right? Could but he the be? Be- the best he's going to be – is like a is like a seventh man who comes in against second teams and just scores. That's that's what I was gonna say. Could he be an, an a throwback Enos Cantor to like the last few years, or like a big man for Jim version of Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams, where it's just like you come in and just attack like crazy and don't play any defense? I, mean, I, I think that's a, that. I think that's a good comp. Is that we th- there's not a lot of Jamal Crawford big men like you know what I mean like who comes in and is, is a spark off the bench for for instant offense but Jaleel Okafor could do that if a coach is willing to say all right second team you're built around Jaleel Okafor uh Jaleel go out and then Jaleel has to buy he has to buy in go out there and you're going to play 22 minutes a game, but we're running the ball directly through you, and we want you to score like you know, 15, 16 points against each second team. And if you're going off, you're getting hot, we'll play you more. I mean, that's a, that would be the best strategy for him. And actually, 
that's the to me the best case scenario for him no matter where he goes because i don't think he's going to start i don't think there's a team in the league where he would start not even the bulls well just because they have robin lopez but i mean the bulls are cheap would they trade away robin lopez to get him i mean i'm assuming robin lopez is making a lot more money than he is um i mean yes robin lopez is making more money but it's not um to a significant amount of money Julio Okafor is at what 5 million and like you said there's like no incentive to 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 go pick him up if you can't keep him if you wanted to keep him so why would you bring him on the team anyway there's no big contracts in Philly that we the the Bulls could take on to like ease their cap situation they're at the bottom of the league in salary cap as well um Brooke the Lopez two- here or no not Brooke Robin Lopez sorry he is uh 13 million the two destinations are just like disappointing too, in the sense that if he goes to the Bulls, you think at least I think Hoiberg won't know how to use him and he'll be horrendous anyways. And if he goes to the Hawks, he's just taking away minutes from either Dwayne Dedman or John Collins, which is not a great situation you really want to see. So I'm not super excited for this trade. We'll flip that up too. He takes minutes away from Robin Lopez, who is a a, a decent end of the bench big man in most standard leagues and heaven forbid he negates the development and the playing time for Lowry marketing, who's having a very nice start to this season. Uh, Bobby Portis is already doing that. Mike, let's not kid ourselves. Bobby Portis ain't doing nothing. You know who I'm a fan of? And uh, this is more of a hashtag bulls podcast coming to you uh, very soon on the hashtag basketball podcast network that we are a part of. Um, you'd like that plug, Tyler? Pretty pretty seamless. Um, I'm going to be talking about David Nawaba a lot. That's how bad what? the Bulls are, but that's also how good David Nawaba is. I bet you're not is. for the next two to four weeks, my friend. Yeah, I know. I'm real, real sad about that. He looks good. Yeah, no, and he's looked good in like short spurts um, with some other teams too. So, I mean – I could see it, right? When in that roster with, I mean, Justin Holiday trying to make him your go-to scorer. I mean, that's just never a good idea. So, guys like Nawaba and those guys, you know, they show out when there's no one else on the team. Yeah, Justin Holiday needs to stop shooting. Someone needs to, someone needs to get in front of that guy, and 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 tell him to stop shooting, for sure. Uh, let's let's stop talking about the Bulls. We don't need you can. Check out more Bulls information on hashtag Bulls, the podcast. Download it where podcasts are sold. But let's stay in Philly and talk about Joel Embiid. Not going to be playing in the uh, in the game against the uh, Jazz. What's that about? I thought he wasn't on minutes restrictions. Yeah, so he's not playing against the Jazz on Tuesday. So, I mean, it all depends on when you listen to this, right? But... Um, on Tuesday, November 7th, they are co- keeping him out for something they're calling load management. And basically, Brett Brown said, the doctor is making me hold him out. The doctor is forcing me to hold him out. So, I mean, conspiracy theories abound, right? I don't know why the doctor would make you hold a healthy person out of a game. So does that mean that the doctor knows something we don't in the sense that this guy's really already kind of some in some ways injured? I don't understand. The only thing I can think is, okay, they traveled across the country on a cross-country flight. They haven't played, right? I mean, 
I don't know why. I mean, they played on Sunday, but. Well, he was supposed to be under a minutes restriction to start the year. That was pretty much blown away in game one, and he was visibly winded uh, during that game. He still played a pretty low volume of minutes, but that has increased steadily throughout the year. They kind of basically thrown that minutes limit per game out the window. Maybe this is a way of having a minutes limit without having a minutes limit per game. They've said over the last X amount of days, he's played this many minutes. Therefore we need to reduce the load on him because we were going to, we were going to have a minutes limit. They didn't play on Sunday. My memory failed me. They haven't played since Friday. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of advanced metrics now, and a lot of teams have these um, – legitimately have people who work with the medical professions. You are giving to... the, the Sixers way too much credit. They... No, this is, this is um, something that NBA teams – I would say a decent amount of them do. Um, probably not all of them. And I'm like, you're saying Philly, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're doing this. They're but there one of is... the three worst medical staffs in the NBA. I'm not going to, let's not sugarcoat it. That's, that's fair. And so this, I, maybe I am giving them too much credit, but there is um, legitimately a um, metric that shows players, a, their, their performance is reduced, and B, they're more susceptible to injuries after certain types of uh, workloads over a, a certain period of time. I am not privy to any of that information, but I am uh, well-read enough in all the nerdy advanced metric stats and all the stuff that's going on in the NBA to know that that is something the best well, team accumulation is a real to. thing, right? I mean, that's, that's just that's the case of everything, right? I mean... Things get worse the more you accumulate it, up and up and up and up and up, and, and so that would make sense. But, I mean, to hold him out this one game after not playing for days, like, I, I don't really see why that makes a big difference. Do, would you rather um, the Sixers say, you know what, medical staff, screw you. We're playing Joel Embiid, and then he doesn't meet that uh, that game's limit. I think we we bet on, what was that, 55, 52? I was. I, think, I, was saying, I think you're just trying to win that bet. I think you, you're just trying to get Joel Embiid hurt. Uh, no, and in, in this, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit I love to watch Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid has been fantastic this year. Point shooting that last year was kind of above league average. That might not be a real thing. This three point shooting has looked bad this year, but I mean, I want to see him play more than anybody. But I just. I don't understand how this is helping, and I also don't understand how, like, saying he can play 25 minutes and then playing him 28, like, that's clearly not helping. Like, if you're going to make these minutes limits, like, you got to enforce them. You can't just do whatever you want, Brett Brown. You got to actually do it. If that's what the medical staff is telling you is the best thing to do, you got to do it. And, I mean, if he played 25 minutes every game, would that have kept him playing tomorrow? I mean, I I don't know. I, I can't answer these questions. Yeah, and that's um I mean, I'd rather have Joel Embiid like like I've said for like 65 games than him push it at the beginning of this season and not be available for the playoffs. It's going to suck for people who who own Joel Embiid, but chances are you're already getting a increased value off of Joel Embiid. I am not trying to move Joel Embiid because of this news. I'm not worried about his health 
simply because he's sitting out a game. I don't think this is a strange Kawhi Leonard situation where suddenly he's just going to be out for like two weeks and they're not going to mention why or how or when he'll be back. That's not going to happen. I'm not worried about Joel Embiid right here. I think it it legitimately is a sit a game. I would not be surprised if that does happen at some point throughout the season where they're just like, he's out for the next three games and you don't really know why. Um, I think it's possible. I just don't think that's what this is. I don't think this is either, but they have a tendency to do that. Just like, oh, that was odd. Um, It goes back to their crapness and the whole like trying to be shady about injuries. To me, it's just weird. Yeah, it is a little strange, but people are going to have to deal with that. And like I said, where you drafted Embiid, deal with it, all right? So here's a question for you. Is Vegas cashing those Rookie of the Year tickets already? I don't know. Who did you bet on? Ben Simmons is winning this bad boy, is he not? I mean, that dude looks uh, all kinds of wet. I think Larry Larry Markinen has something to say about that. Man, is it's it, has anyone seen a Bulls game? I've seen most of them. It's been uh, my eyes have burned out of my sockets. I am actually blind. Are you missing the nine point eight rebounds, the eight point two assists, and the eighteen points of Ben Simmons? I'm not missing it. Uh, is Ben Simmons a rookie? Last time I checked, he wasn't. I, I don't think he was drafted this year. He's still a rookie, though. He didn't play. So technically, since he didn't play, he is. You're right. He is. Uh, the- Considered a rookie, he you know he he had a whole year to practice in the NBA. The ones I find funny are like Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's like twenty five years old and played professionally in Europe for literally like eight seasons. Or Tadosic. Tadosic is like thirty three years old. Looks like he's smoking before the game. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like this dude's literally played professionally for like twelve years. How can he be a rookie? How's that possible? (laughs) Yeah, that that shouldn't be how that works. Um. I think it's fair that Ben Simmons is a rookie and he's going to win rookie of the year. That guy looks great. Now he still can't shoot, but it, it doesn't matter. He's six ten and has, you know, legitimate ball handling, handling skills. He gets to the rim. He's like a less athletic Giannis where he just kind of, he wills his way into the, into the lane. And th- there he is. He's just long enough to, to get it in. I'm not, I'm not worried about Ben Simmons uh, fantasy wise. I think this is who he is. Yeah, and I mean, I I guess the part I want to say is he's been a lot better than even I expected, right? I mean, just he's been great. He's gets the rim so easy. I actually figured it would be kind of a poor, like, 43, 44 field goal percentage. He's shooting over 50. He's getting so close to the basket, it, it might hold. I mean, he might drop a little bit. I think he's going to – the defenses are going to adjust to him a little bit, and he's going to hit a little bit of a rough patch, I think, at some point. But he's going to be great, and I, I think he's going to run away with the rookie of the year. Yeah, all all those guys who are getting used to the league, they run into a, a nice stretch where they're they're struggling because teams, like you said, got used to them. Uh, ben Simmons, you're not, you know, holding on to him uh, for his three pointers or anything like that. But the guy, the guy fills it up. You know, he's at a steal and a half. That that's great. Uh, half a block a game, which adds up. I'd like to see more than a half a block a game, though. The guy's 6'10", like, you know, get, get a little bit better at defense. And that's one of the things he could get better at. But, um, yeah, 29-8, that's that's great. That's It's it's far exceeding everything. And I, I, I don't think I would sell high on Ben Simmons because 
best case scenario, well, worst case scenario for Embiid is that he gets injured and he's out, and that is the best case scenario for Ben Simmons, who has to take an additional workload. Yeah, and it'll be super interesting to see what what happens if that scenario comes about, just because who are the Sixers going to play and and all that. But we'll get to that at a later date. So, Tyler, we have to um, correct a, a hot take that we had last uh, episode. But uh, first, I want to talk about Draft.com. Have you been Have you been playing Draft.com? Because I've been winning quite a bit. I'm a little worried that uh, it's uh, I'm I'm too good at Draft.com. So I'm, I'm worried for our listeners who might be challenging us. I will say this. Mike keeps bragging to me that he's winning all this money, but every time I'm like, Mike, do you want to play? He won't play me. So I think it's a farce or he just doesn't want to lose the no, no. rights to I me. Just, I don't want you to know my mobile phone number. That's all. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That, that way, like, you can make a clean break for me part of this season. All right, that's fair yeah, enough. I'm, I'm bringing on Tom Haberstraw, and he's actually – he's really into fantasy. Uh, but that's could probably happen in, in in February, I think. Oh well, if you can get hit, man, I'll I'll quit today. <laughs> but no, no, I, uh, it has been great, man. I I've enjoyed my time at draft uh, quite a bit. I've been playing quite a bit myself. Uh, I won't say anything crazy like you that you're winning a hundred percent of the time or anything like that. But it's been fun, and you guys can take my money. I've been telling you so. Yeah, Draft.com, I mean, if our listeners haven't heard yet, if you haven't heard, Draft.com is a daily fantasy basketball uh, application, and you can also play on their web browser. You can go to Draft.com right now, and if you use the promo code BOXES, B-O-X-E-X, not only do you help our program, but you will be entered into a free draft just by using our promo code BOXES boxes and like i said it's it's very easy to use it's different than normal daily fantasy where people are looking for that you know like twelve hundred dollar player and all this other stuff no you're doing a snake draft each day that you play each game that you play really so you can draft you know three you do three or four drafts a day and and draft differently and each team is going to be different so there's not going to be like six teams with almost the same roster you're going to have a different roster than everybody else yeah, and that's why that's why I like the most about it. I like that, and I like the fact that man, it's fast, right? Like you don't need an hour, five hours to plan your daily lineup. You can kind of check things no. out, see who's playing. You're only gonna pick the studs, and then boom, man! Like I mean, the longest draft I've done, I think, has taken what like less than five minutes. Yeah, that's it. You can play head to head against somebody. You can play in three teams, six teams, ten teams depending on how many games are that day. It's really very versatile. You can use PayPal to fund it, so it's not like a weird offshore gambling site. It is um, very easy to use, very user-friendly. And I'm saying, I'm telling you, if you are good at fancy basketball, which I would assume if you're listening to this podcast that you are, you would be good You'd be good at this. My win rate, I'm telling you, Tyler, my win rate is 75%. That is not a lie. I will take oh. a screenshot and send it to you. Oh man! Well, I thought it was like a hundred the way you were bragging it up. I mean, I think I'm doing that good. Small sample size alert, but uh, yeah, not doing too bad. So if you're good at fantasy basketball, you like winning money, hey, sign up for Draft.com. You can download the app, or you can go online to Draft.com. Use the promo code Boxes, and I'll, and if, I'll 
I'll give them another shout out quick. They they got NFL, they got NHL. If you want to play those, hey yeah. man, our promo code works. Boxes B O X E S, man. Put it in. Yeah, it works for everything they got. And if you take a screenshot of signing up for draft.com and using the promo code boxes and you tweet either to Tyler or myself, we will personally play you. We will sign you up and make sure we play uh, draft.com so you can actually take our money. So that's yep. that's a win-win, really. You get a free game, you get to take our money, and uh, you get you get to win money from other people on draft.com. Wow, you can just be a rich man. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be a rich man on draft.com. I'm I'm enjoying uh, gambling on draft.com. It says uh, yes. It, it's been a pretty good time. So Tyler, we need to correct something. Uh, that we talked about in the last episode. Because right after we got done recording, Larry Nance Jr. broke uh, his entire life, all his arms, all his legs. It was a horrible accident on the court. Larry Nance Jr., we're praying for you, buddy. Um, He's got a fractured hand, and he will be out until December. On on cue, Brooke Lopez, who we've been kind of dogging a little bit, uh, ends up rejuvenated and is, is playing a little bit more. And I think our take was there's a lot of minutes to go around, and Brooke Lopez isn't getting the you know, 32, 33 minutes he needs to be as good as you drafted him. So Larry Nance Jr. goes out, there's more minutes to go around. Do you think when Larry Nance Jr. comes back, Brooke Lopez reverts back to this, or do, do you think that was just a, a minor slump? Oh, I think he reverts back to it because, I mean, you still see it, right? They want to play Kuzma and Randall at the end of games. Now, I don't know why. I mean, Brooke Lopez is their best player. I'm not. I'm. I'm not couching that at all. I don't think Lonzo Ball is their best player. Brooke Lopez, right now at this moment, is their best player. Yes. But with that said, they want to play Kuzma. They want to play Nance. They want to play Randall. They don't really want to play Brook Lopez. So, I mean, I think Brook Lopez is going to be awesome for the next month. But when this near gets near the end of the month here, I'm looking to trade Brook Lopez just because, I mean, I think he's going to drop back to like 25 minutes a night. I think you got to do it a little sooner, right? Um some of the smarter guys out there will already be thinking about this. Larry Nance Jr. coming back. You're taking a risk, right? If, you, if you're trading for Brooke Lopez right now, or you're trading him away, you're taking a risk that it's going to revert. And I think it's a, I think it's a fairly good risk to take. It's not like Brooke Lopez is a top 10 player. He's had three really, really good games. And yeah. If- if you said I could sell him for his draft day value today, I'd do it. Yeah, definitely, because I don't think overall for the, the rest of the season he is going to be producing at his, uh, you know, like, what, round, what was he going, round four, round five? I wanted him in round five, and he was usually gone. There you go. So you figured maybe he was going to just smoke everybody and play a ton on the Lakers because he is the best player on that team, but it doesn't look like that's how they like to roll in Lakerland. And I'm going to give 
Brooke Lopez maybe two more weeks and bank on. And so if he has like a monster week next week, I'm trying to move him. But if he's playing as well as he's playing now, keep him for another week because you're still going to get four to six weeks without Larry Nance. So keep him two to three weeks. And once he has like a stretch where he, he's like, you know, really, really balling, you can probably trick somebody into taking Brooke Lopez off your hands, getting someone of, of equal or even someone who's valued higher than Brooke Lopez back. And that's, that's just a smart trade to make. Oh, 100%. Would you, I mean, it always depends on um, what you need on your team, right? But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw a few names out there for you, Tyler. Let's play a little. Who who would you trade Brooke Lopez for when he's, uh, obviously he's going to be, if he's killing in the next two weeks? All right, you, let's do it. Would you want Al Horford back? Oh, I definitely want Al. I'd definitely rather have Horford. Definitely. I'm a, I'm a fan of Al Horford. I'm, I'm not going to go only centers, but I'm going to start with the centers. Would you want... Hmm. Kevin Love mm, I would back? Like, mm, I would love some back. Uh, yeah, I'll have Kevin Love. Okay. LaMarcus Aldridge? <sighs> Man, now that's a, that's a good question there. LaMarcus has been playing that. very well this year. And he's another guy I'd probably be trying to sell high, right? So I'd, uh, with yeah. Kawhi, when Kawhi comes back, you know, they kind of take a backseat to Kawhi probably after he gets up to speed. I think I'd rather have LaMarcus Aldridge, but at the same time, it's not a super guy I'd feel great about buying. Yeah, I think if that's like all you could get, then take it. Because LaMarcus, while he's not going to produce like this when Kawhi comes back, you're right about that. He's still going to start. He's still going to be a focal point of that offense. He still does look like he is more motivated to play this year. And that is better than a Brook Lopez playing 24 minutes, 25 minutes a game. It's still much better. I'm with you there. Um, one more center, and then maybe I'll do a couple more. Steven Adams. Definitely want Steven Adams. I was hoping you were going to ask me about Steven Adams. We Playing really about, well. Talked about him a little bit last time, right? He looks great. I don't see any reason that it really drops off. I'd definitely rather have Steven Adams and Brooke Lopez, which is not something I would have said at the beginning of the season. No, definitely not. And, and now Steven Adams isn't going to score at the volume that Brooke Lopez is, even probably Brooke Lopez in 25 minutes. But that's not what you're getting back. That's not why you would want someone like Steven Adams. And you got to make a conscious decision on, on what you actually need. I don't know. That first, through that first month, Brooke Lopez was averaging 11.7 points a game. So Steven Adams might outscore him. Like, don't say crazy things, man. It could happen. All right. Um, would you rather have Gary Harris? I'd definitely rather have Gary Harris. Ooh, big fan of Gary Harris. Would you rather have Tobias Harris? Definitely rather have Tobias Harris. I don't know if I'd rather have Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is a criminally underrated fantasy asset. He's always good. Every year. He's always a top- good. He's a top 60 player. I don't think Brooke Lopez in 25 minutes even sniffs that. Even if you add in the fact, even if I made the trade today and I added in the fact that Brooke Lopez was a lot higher value for the next month, I think throughout the season, Tobias runs past him just because Brooke's not going to be good. Yeah, and if you truly think like Brooke Lopez is just going to drop down to 
24 minutes a game. So, cause like, I think he'll, I think he'll average more than that personally. Like I, I think he'll have some really good games. He'll have some weeks where he doesn't play a lot and that's going to be really, really frustrating. I hate playing with guys like that. But if you think he's going to play 24 minutes a game and he's going to be, you know, Paul, like as good as Paul Gasol is in 24 minutes a game. Right. You got to probably get whatever you can at this point. You, I'd, I'd take Lori marketing. If I, if that's what I think Brooke Lopez is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. I could see that. Um, and there's a lot of guys, right? And maybe, too, right, is obviously what you want to do is you want to wait for – I mean, he's had three good games, so maybe someone's buying at a good level. You want to just wait till someone will, will give you somewhere near his draft day value, like any top 60 player, any top 75 player, and just jump at it, I think. Yeah. I mean, go for the biggest sucker in the league. Go for the guy who doesn't have a center. Uh, you know, play play the game. Play the trading game. Sell high. Go after people who panic. It's always it's always good to go after those guys who are at the bottom of the league. And you're like, oh, well, you know, they got one really strong guy on their team, but they don't have uh, a well-rounded team or they don't have a lot of uh, mid-tier players. You know, package a couple mid-tier players and Brooke Lopez for his best player and uh, a couple of his mid-tier players who might be by low candidates. I mean, that's, that's a monster trade, right? But that's, that's a, just a smart trade and they're going to, they're going to want to do that, you know, or even get a, a two for one, three for one. If you can get back someone who's in that top 15, uh, you just you know, convince them that they need a better, well, more well-rounded team. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, don't buy Jeremy Lamb. Just don't do that. Whoa, whoa. Just don't do that. Hard, getting, hard out on Jeremy Lamb. Well, I keep getting all these trades where the person is – like people keep asking questions where the, where the person is getting back Jeremy Lamb. And I keep trying to explain to people that Jeremy Lamb is not going to play a mu- that much in two to three weeks when Nick Batum comes back. No, he's not. He's and not even going like to be – Nick Batum is on schedule. And he's not even going to be standardly relevant. He's going to play probably at the most like 25 minutes. And I would guess probably closer to 20. Yeah. he's And uh, quite frankly, I, I know that Jeremy Lamb is playing very well right now. So that might actually earn him a few more minutes coming off the bench. But he is going to be coming off the bench. And but the, and here's the thing I said to I've been saying to people. The most he's ever gotten is 18, a little over 18 minutes a game. So even if it earns him an extra five minutes, that's still only 23. Not many guys are standardly relevant in 23 minutes a night. No, you're absolutely right. So let's talk about some of these, uh, some of the surprising performances of the last uh, week or so, whether they're good, whether they're bad. And this is something we're trying to do at the beginning of the week to um, do a little recap of the weekend and, and really the last week in general. And, uh, just kind of pick a handful of really random players that we are we just happen to catch our eye or interested in perhaps they're on our team and you're really pissed off about them for some reason uh, maybe i might be bringing one of those people up i'm gonna start with someone who i've always enjoyed uh as a fancy player and he's always burned me every every single time i've ever owned him but He's playing really well over the last week. He's getting a lot of minutes uh, that I, I think people didn't expect. Tyreek Evans for the Memphis Grizzlies. Having a real good week. 
Well, I mean, it depends on what you consider burning you, right? I don't think Tyreek Evans can burn you this year, can he? Well, if he, uh, no, he can't because I didn't draft him, and I, he was probably undraftable in most leagues. Or if he got if he got drafted, it was at the very end of a draft. I picked him a couple times with my last pick, right? He was kind of the best guy available with my last pick. Um, and, and especially in some some deeper, like, 14-team leagues, I picked him a couple times even before my last pick. Um, he's been great. I don't really see him falling off until he gets hurt. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, right? Who is playing for the Memphis Grizzlies? Like, they just don't have any depth. Uh, so someone's got to take those minutes and it's been Tyreek Evans right now and he's playing so well. I don't know why they would move away from him right now over the last week. He's been playing out of his mind. Is that sustainable? No, absolutely not. That's of course that's not sustainable, but is he going to get ample playing time? Yes. Is he capable of playing this well, you know, for a week? Yeah, apparently. Those are the types of fantasy players that I want. I don't want the guy who plays like this and then mostly plays like trash. I want the guy who plays good, but occasionally plays really well. And it's worth saying, too, uh, Ben McLemore and Wayne Selden are both coming back. They both kind of play his position. But I don't really see this guy moving off that kind of six-man role that he's playing right now. He looks great in it. He's kind of that you know lead scorer off the bench. I don't really see anybody taking that. I mean, Chandler Parsons looks busted. It's not going to be Macklemore. I mean, they're going to give Macklemore a chance, right, to play, but he's not going to be the sixth man. Well, and he went to the G League, right, so he's getting ready to come back, but he couldn't crack the rotation very much last year in Sacramento, and it wasn't like they had a plethora of outstanding guards. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean? (laughs) Name a guard that they had last year might go. Uh, Sheldon Mack. No, they didn't have Sheldon Mack. It was Garrett Temple, Malachi Richardson. Obviously, they traded for Buddy Heald. Well, I know uh, they had Buddy Heald, but I wasn't. That was too easy. D- Darren Collison and Ty Lawson were the point guards. Yeah, it was. What a disaster that team was. They still aren't very good. Um. Yeah, it was. It was not the prettiest team in the world. Plus, they're giving huge minutes to guys like James Ennis. I mean. Does he really need that many minutes, especially when those guys come back? Um, I think he's pretty safe in the role he's in right now. And, yeah, okay, it's not going to be as good, but he's going to fill it up off the bench probably, what would you say, like 13, 14 points a game I think he can average? Yeah. I, th- I think that's um, it's possible. And, like, a steal a game. I think the steals even go up a little bit probably. So a couple mm-hmm. assists, Maybe. some rebounds. You know what I mean? I, he's looking nice. It's looking like a good find late in your draft or on the way wire. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, what what's some some of the surprising performances that you you've been seeing? All right. So I got a question for you. I want to know if I can pour one out for Kyle Lowry's being a top thirty player. Can I pour Whoa. one out, Mike? Going going hard after the Kyle Lowry. I'm not I'm not pouring one out. That's that's too soon. This the sample size is too small. Nine games. Kyle Lowry has looked pretty trash. But I mean he's Kyle Lowry, right? He's he's I know he's almost thirty two, but he shouldn't fall off this suddenly. 
last year he was still doing incredible things. I just I just don't think you fall off that hard that quick. I I actually like trying to sneak Kyle Lowry on your team if if it's possible. I'll say this too. He gets huge minutes, right? He's gotten huge minutes like each of the last X number of seasons there with Toronto. Um, usually around 37 a game, right? Like crazy amounts. Um, he's really – minutes look down if you look at the season averages because they've played in two blowout games where he didn't play that much. And then he played 12 minutes on Sunday. Yeah. It's against Philly, but the score was a 34-point game, and he played 25 minutes against Denver when they lost by 18. Now, he isn't so, – it doesn't seem like he's scoring – in bunches like he used to, but all right, he, they, he played against Utah. Utah, one of the best, one of the better defensive teams in the league. I don't know if they're the best, but one of the better defensive teams in the leagues. And uh, he was 15, we, and, 15 and 10 with uh, four rebounds and three threes. Like that's, that's not old Kyle Lowry, possibly top 15 Kyle Lowry, but still a, a really good point guard. I think, though, we can agree that last year's field goal percentage is not coming back. Can we not? I mean, he I, never I really think that's sh- pretty – I think that's pretty safe to say. And you weren't pouring one out for his career. You're pouring him out for the top 30. Right. You might be right about that. Now he's, he, I think he's currently ranked 79th in 9-cat. Sounds right. So is he, you know, a bottom – tier bottom half of your standard league no 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 i still think he's probably a top but maybe a top guard but maybe he's dropped uh, a whole tier into the bottom of that well you know i guess we were calling him uh third or fourth tier point guards there maybe he's dropped you know around mike Connolly's value or even below yeah. Okay. You want you want to you want to do a little who who would you rather here, right? Maybe Ooh, we, rest we, of the season. Yep. Oh, All we're right. Throwing out everything that's happened, right? His thirty-seven percent is washed off the board. So just from today forward, who you can have either one of these two men? How's that sound? All right, um. Okay. That seems fair. All right. Uh, first guy I'm going to go with is Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Uh. Wow. That's actually a fairly good thing. And that's really sad that like now this is like a discussion. I'm going to go Kyrie Irving. Or not, 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 I'm going to go Kyrie Irving. I'm going to go with someone who's not. Just, not even in the I'm going to go with a different point guard. I'm going to go with Kyrie, <gasps> well, Kyrie I'll go Irving. Steph Curry then. We'll just call it a night. I'll oh, just have shit. Steph Curry. That was you the correct have, choice. The correct choice was Steph. You have anybody? <laughs> I'm going to go Lowry. I am going to go for Schroeder. Wow. And that might be a surprise to people, but Schroeder's you, look great. Yeah, why do you like Schroeder so much? I, I just think Schroeder is going to be a volume scorer for them. Now, I don't think his field goal percentage he's shooting so far this year is going to hold up when he's shooting a little bit above his head. No, that's not. But could he shoot 43 44%? I mean, I think that's safe. On 18 shots a game, I don't think Lowry's going to sniff that many. So I think he's going to score more than Kyle Lowry. I think they're both going to get – I mean, the question is, does Kyle Lowry's steals go back to kind of an elite level, right? Because Schroeder's probably only going to get you one a game, so there's kind of a big advantage. And Lowry's going to get you more rebounds. But I, I just really think Schroeder, the points 
are going to sway it for me. I also think that Lowry isn't going to go back to 22. I think he's going to be somewhere around like 18. And Schroeder's 23 or 22 or 21 are going to be enough to kind of give him the boost ahead. Yeah, I think you are going to see Kyle's uh, Kyle Lowry's points take a, take a dip, right? But I think you hit why I like Lowry a little bit more is across the board when you're talking about the extra few rebounds, the the steals, the um, pers- but- I mean the percentages. I, I do think he's going to have better percentages, even though Dennis Schroeder does shoot uh, pretty I well think from the line, have better right? Percentages. Schroeder's a, a great free throw shooter. He's a great free throw shooter, right? But uh, yes. I think I think Schroeder's field goal that kind of workload. But isn't Lowry's going to be like forty two percent? Like maybe forty three? Like I honestly think Schroeder's is going to be better. I don't know. That might be a pretty good uh, bet to put up on the board. Right. He's going to finish with a, a better field goal percentage. Here we go. Last four seasons, not including this year. 46.4 for Kyle Lowry, 42.7, 41.2, 42.3. And then if you want to go the year before that, 40.1. I, I, I don't I don't want to go the year before that. It's, it's too low. I don't, I don't understand why you think he'd shoot better than 43%. Oh, I'm than not. I'm not. Year. I'm not and, saying he's going to shoot 50%. I'm not even going to say he's shooting 48%. I think in if he shoots around 44%, I think that's better than a Schroeder. But I think that's very generous to say, considering he's done that one out of the last, well, forever. I mean, that, that is fair. <laughs> that is very fair. Um, Dennis Schroeder also, well, you know, he, he does seem to get consistently better. And he is younger. And I, I, if you want to go with the younger guy, I'm, I'm certainly not going a, to uh, I'm not be right? mad about that, right? And so that's what's really kind of shocking is that we're having this discussion, Schroeder or Lowry. Right, and that's kind of my point too is it's kind of a toss-up right now. I I would rather have Schroeder. You'd rather have Lowry. But I'm saying too, I think their value is pretty equal, and I did not expect to say that at the beginning of the season. I didn't expect to say that at the beginning of this segment. So uh, you've uh, – You've definitely right, changed I, my mind about it. I got I got one more I want to ask you about. Okay. And this is another dude playing out of his mind right now. Victor Oladipo or Kyle Lowry? Oladipo. Um, man. Man, this is real sad for, for Kyle Lowry, huh? I really like Oladipo this year. I think I I think you could say Kyle Lowry because of the assists. But if you don't care about the assist, then it's Oladipo. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think they're going to be close in a lot of categories. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think Miles Turner is going to take some of that workload away from Oladipo, right? I don't think he's going to score 24 points a game. But would I be surprised if he got like 19, which is like kind of what I'm pegging Kyle Lowry. I mean, a little ahead of Kyle where I'm pegging Kyle Lowry. I think you're right. The assists probably drive it over, but I would probably rather have Oladipo. I just feel a little bit safer about Oladipo. Oladipo's fun, like you said, and Oladipo's younger. And like we said uh, numerous times when we've been talking, we've been hyping Oladipo all season long, preseason. A couple years ago, he finished in Orlando when he was basically became the primary ball handler. Was I mean it was shocking that they traded him because he looked so good. You know that those final couple months, his last season in Orlando, this dude was like a top twenty player. He was out of his mind. 
And I think he could do it for a longer period with Indiana, and that's really kind of why I want him over Kyle Lowry. It's just I don't feel good about Kyle Lowry right now. It's it's simply the ceiling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, I think we've seen Kyle Lowry's ceiling, and we haven't seen Schroeder or Oladipo's ceiling. And man, it's it's really sad because like this could just be maybe we are pouring one out for for Kyle Lowry. That's too bad. I was kind of, I was kind of, I thought Kyle Lowry would um, be a sneaky good pick, but um, it's a good thing I didn't really get to draft him in any of my drafts, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, and we talked about that a lot, right, in our Who to Draft podcast that we were kind of just avoiding him at the spot he was going, that we just like some of the big men around there. Yeah. And I think that's worked out well for us, and I think it's going to continue to work out well for us. It certainly has. Um, so good, good drafting. If you listen to us, w- way to go. Good job. I have a player that I know – I don't know. I don't think you're a big fan of this player. I, have I don't think player. you like this guy. And I would um, I would implore everyone not – do not. This is not even a joke. Like, I, it's like sometimes I like to make really, uh, you know, clever, fun jokes on the podcast. This is not a joke. Do not Google this man's last name. Do not do it. Evan Fournier for the Orlando Magic is – you know, kind of returned to form from a couple seasons ago where it looked like he could be an interesting breakout candidate. He was only probably 23 at the time, and he had a, a good enough season to be ranked in the tops, basically in the top 70. This year, he's he's coming out swinging. What do, what do you think about him 48 this year? I don't know that it's what I think. I think it's what other people think. Um, that's kind of what's driving the value. That's, uh, that's deep. That's pretty deep for this uh, this time of the day. So here's the craziness of Evan Fournier. He's shooting forty seven point four percent from the three point line, hmm. and he's a career thirty eight point three percent shooter. Hmm. He's shooting fifty percent from the field and forty four point eight percent career shooter. So. He's shooting 96% from the foul line, and he's a career just under 80% shooter. And I, I know the makeup of this team is – he's got better talent around him, right? The makeup of this team is is improved. The coaching looks like it's actually trying this year. What happened last year with this Orlando Magic team? Frank Vogel just decided to take a page out of the Scott Skiles playbook, and then he realized – Scott Skiles is a madman. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was like it would be. E- it would be easier for them to uh, to adjust if I just throw their rotations into crap and uh, don't play consistent at all. Like, I'm really, really happy, especially for Aaron Gordon, that uh, this rotation figured itself out finally. But you're you're right about Evan Fournier. He's shooting out of his mind right now, and so is Aaron Gordon, really. When these percentages come back down to earth, right? You're really just looking at a guy who scores and hits threes and gets actually fairly decent rebounds for, um, you know, a, a, a guard forward, right? That's that's really all you're getting here. You're not getting anything else that's relatively elite. Oh, I'm with you there. And, like, you hope he can keep that scoring up. 
Once that I percentage think... goes down, is it might drop? You know, he might lose like five points. Eh, I don't think it's going to be quite that much. He's shooting career high field goal attempts. Now he's not shooting as many free throw attempts as he's shot in the past. Um, I think he's going to be somewhere around like seventeen points a game. This is a hundred percent a sell high situation, though. But is it? Like, do people value Evan Fournier even at that 17 points a game level? I mean, I don't. But there's a lot of suckers out there. And so, so I mean, like, I get it, okay? Like, some guys are sell high, right? And if I can get what he's at the value he's playing at now, I'm definitely selling high, but I don't think I can. I think that use might just be a hold in the sense that I don't know that anyone's paying the value he's going to produce. He's the 78th overall pick in ESPN leagues. Wow. That's too high. That might be a right around value. If the best case scenario, that's that's, that's on value. I think that's probably right around kind of where he lives. I think that's uh, like for the season, like his, his, Best season that you should, well, not his very best, I guess, but like something within the normal probabilities. Like he could do that, and I wouldn't be shocked, but that would be the top part of the, you know, his standard outcome. I could see that. I'm, I, I'm trying to move him. If I, if I got him on my team right now, I'm trying to move him. I, I, you maybe you cannot get. Mike Connolly or Kyle Lowry because no one thinks he's a top 20 player and obviously he's not. So like, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. There's gotta be a handful of guys out there that you would be interested in. And and now's the time to trade, right? Like everyone's going to start reverting back to their averages very soon. You've already seen it happening in certain situations with players, either who got off to a slow start, they're getting better. Some guys who got to astronomical start they're they're kind of starting to slow down a little bit i'll ask you you, uh, if you want to if you want to go at it here a little bit yeah yeah let's let's hear it um let's go with the guy you already mentioned tobias harris Ooh, i'd much rather have tobias harris i'm with you there uh malcolm brogdon Ooh, malcolm brogdon that's a guy we really don't ever talk about and he is just so boring but or is Man. he sobering? I mean, he, what do you what do you what do you mean? What do you mean by that? He just, he just sobers you up, man. Just no matter what. You know how I you don't. Sober. You know how I don't like to be sober. So that may be why I don't own Malcolm Brogdon in any of my leagues. I think I'm actually going to go with Malcolm Brogdon in this. In this, I really don't like Evan Fournier, but. <laughs> The reason I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon is if I'm in a roto league. If I'm a head-to-head league, I can see maybe having a preference for Evan Fournier based on my punt strategy. But Malcolm Brogdon across the board is just like a pretty good player. He's not bad at anything. I'm with you there. How about James Johnson? Ooh. James Johnson, Evan Fournier, or James? Hmm. Well, the Miami Heat are kind of a mess. They're a hot mess, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't really know who's night to night. They're messing around with the rotations. James Johnson is the better 
nine cat fantasy player. Like that's that's not arguable here. What we're talking about instead then is is Evan Fournier starting and, and hitting some threes and getting some. Oh, he's points. locked in. He's locked into like 33, 34 minutes a night. I mean, yeah. Is that better than a variable situation with James Johnson, who is definitely the better nine cap player? Yeah, like I mean, I think James Johnson's ceiling is probably like twenty eight, twenty nine minutes. Like they just he just don't give him more than that. I'm For taking long- if you time, can promise me, if you can promise me twenty nine minutes a game from James Johnson, I'm taking James Johnson. Me too. I'm taking James Johnson either way. I think I think Ooh. I'll take the the variability of that situation you over don't even care. over him. Uh, one more guy playing another really hot man, Mr. Reggie Jackson. Oh, you know Reggie Jackson looks healthy this year. We don't talk about Reggie Jackson that often either. We're Reggie. We're kind of Reggie Jackson haters. Not not um, Mr. October either. The point guard for the Pistons, not not Mr. October. I'd take either one. Um, <laughs> Reggie is still, you know, not playing thirty minutes a game, right? But he's a lot. Um, it just seems like he's he, he's healthy this year. It seems like he is a worthwhile NBA player this year, unlike last year, where I mean, there needs to be some sort of, um, you know expose on what happened to that Detroit team last year. Like what, what happened, what happened with that team? Everyone looked like trash. And now this year, Steve I mean, some, Gundy just mugged them all and took all their money. I think I, he might've, I've seen some of those pictures of him in that jumpsuit, um, riding that sweet bike. The, the Detroit Pistons look like a completely different team. Drummond's playing incredibly well, still hitting his free, still hitting his free throws, Tyler. You're gonna owe me on that on that bet. I'm with you there. I'm probably am. He's looking good. Um, but yeah, I mean that would be shocking if if Andre Drummond shoots over sixty percent. That'd be shocking. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, he, I'm gonna take Reggie Jackson. You got the injury thing with Jackson, right? And that's the only thing that's probably holding it back for me. But I still think I'd rather have Jackson too. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of close for me. But um, I'd rather take. A point guard overall. And getting that six assist is huge, right? Whereas Fournier is gonna get you like somewhere in that three four range. Yeah, that's that's just what makes Reggie just a, a tad bit more um valuable, I would say. I'm with you there. Alright, let's do let's do one more. You got anyone anyone special out there that, that you like? Trying um, to think of somebody, someone that shocked me. Oh, yeah, you know what? I do. I do want to talk about one. Maybe we do a couple more. I want to talk about a hot pickup. We were on this hot pickup. We told people to go pick this guy up, but it's been you know a week now. Maybe we should you know start doing this. Like, hey, remember all those guys we told you to go pick up? Uh, how are they doing? Let's talk about John Collins. An incredibly hot pickup. One of those. Oh, imagine if he played 32 minutes a game. Think about the numbers. You know, this guy is averaging this season in a mere 20 minutes, 10 and 8 with over a block and a half a steal in 20 minutes. So we're like, hey, go go pick this guy up. But, you know, he's not really getting a huge 
Still not getting huge playing time. Still gets uh, into foul trouble pretty easily. Is this is John Collins still a standard league relevant player? Dream, obviously, I think he is. Um, I just don't think that they want to give him big minutes yet. And I think the fouls are part of the issue, right? Like, I mean, how many minutes is he really going to play? Even if they said, okay, we're going to max you out. We're going to play you like, we're going to try to play you 35 a game. He doesn't make it 35 because he fouls out. Pretty much every night, I think, at the rate he's fouling right now, which is crazy. Um, But is he worth it? I mean, I think he is, especially in the streams, and and maybe even worth holding ten and eight. I just don't know that anyone can hold up ten and eight though in twenty minutes. I mean, even Enos Cantor can't do that. I'm uh, I'm I'm holding. I'm still holding right now. Um, I'd like to see that field goal percentage go up. I mean, first off, I'd like to see him stay on the damn court. But I'd like to see that field goal percentage be above fifty percent, and I'd like to see. A little, like a, like the occasionally another steal. I'd like to get those to go up, but you know he he's got a few games under his belt where he's played, um, you know, twenty five some minutes, right? And you're looking at a guy who's like, you know, double double, couple blocks. I mean, that's that's hard to find, and um, I'm willing to see if he can figure it out. If he's just in foul trouble for the next like month and a half, two months, then maybe he just goes back to the waiver and he's he's a streaming player for me. Yeah, and you can look at his game log, right, and see they want to give him somewhere between 24 and 28 minutes a night. The games where he gets less than that, it's five fouls, five fouls, six fouls, six fouls. Yep. And so he's he's cutting off his own nose despite his face, you know what I mean? Like he just can't play it because he's fouling way too much. But that usually gets better as your rookie season goes on, and then next year even more so. Um, so there's hope. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried that being in Atlanta, they just don't even care. They're like, yeah, just go out there and foul out. Who cares? We're not trying well, to win. I, I mean, clearly they they have t- two wins, and they just dropped another one tonight. So what are they? What are they doing? I mean, they beat the Cavs. They're trying to they're trying to be as bad as the uh, as the Bulls. Oh, you know what? I I gotta correct myself. The Chicago Bulls did not, or actually, no. The Chicago Bulls did. The Chicago Bulls beat the Atlanta Hawks. Fact. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Cavs. Therefore, the Bulls are the best team in the East. Atlanta has two wins: Cleveland and Dallas. They've lost to every other team they've played, including Boston, on Monday evening. Oof! Brutal. All right, Tyler. Do you have any? Do you have any other surprising performances from this over the last week? Uh, not really. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Yeah, I, I think the the first three weeks we're kind of in a period right now where you should be able, you should be pretty comfortable. You know, we we said in the in the first two weeks, do not panic, don't make any stupid moves, don't drop anybody, be an idiot. Now's the time to start evaluating uh, your team. Everyone should be reverting to the mean. You're going to get a better feel for just, you know, your league in general, who are the good teams, who are the bad teams, what teams need, what do they need to improve on. And that's when you start wheeling and dealing. And and we're going to talk more about trades as the year goes on. We talked about trades in this uh, episode as well. And 
yeah, like now now's when the we're we're getting we're getting going now, Tyler. This is this is when the fancy basketball gets interesting. This is when things really heat up. It's gonna be great. Um if you got a player you want us to talk about, feel free to tweet us. Uh we're always willing to talk about anybody, so if you got some Yeah. Any really any content if if there's certain topics you want us to talk about, uh certain teams, certain players, feel free to tweet at us. Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, you can tweet at me at Watsy4444. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. And if you like the show, you like the podcast, please rate us, review us on iTunes or wherever you download music or podcasts or whatever you're downloading, um, whatever inappropriate things you might be downloading. Feel free to re- rate us and review us there too. We really appreciate it. It does help the podcast a lot. It allows people to find us. Tell a friend, tell the people in your league, um, take phones at bars and then give them back after you're done downloading our podcast and giving it a, a good review and rating. Yeah. And if there's anything you want to hear, any feedback you want to give us, tweet at us. We are definitely available. Or if you got questions about your, your team, we would love to help. And don't forget that draft.com promo boxes. When you sign up, you get a free draft. Uh, anything else to plug Tyler? Uh, you can check out my schedule primer for week four on hashtag basketball.com. Um, it's a great way to get a game's advantage in your league. Um, the weekly thing obviously passed already, but I broke it down all the back to backs. You can really get a big leg up this week. It's the first week where the schedule is kind of really spread out. There's two really heavy game days and then five pretty light game days. So that's really going to help out. So check it out. Yeah. Ma- maximize your streams. And that, that article's out every Sunday, right, Tyler? That is factually correct. Everybody go out to hashtag basketball.com. Find Tyler's streaming article. That will help you. It's, it is a quality, quality article. Um, so go check that out. And uh, you can check out the hashtag Bulls podcast that will be coming to you soon that I will be doing. And I think that's it for tonight, Tyler. It's not, not too bad. It was a good one as always, Mike. As always. Well, we'll see all of you next time. Thanks for joining.